Ladies and gentlemen, I am very nervous, okay? And there are too many reasons why, right? Whether it is, as we'll start with Araujo and that, you know, injured thigh coming back to the World Cup to try and play for Uruguay, whether it's Lionel Messi. I know there's going to be some Barca fans here who root for Spain purely or maybe for France. They want to see Dembele and Koundé go off, which I do too, but I'm a Lionel Messi stan at heart, and I just... I get nervous, okay? We're in the West Coast. I'm going to be waking up at 2.30 a.m. for some of these Argentina games. It's the last dance. It is almost certainly the last chance to see the greatest player of all time, Lionel Messi, in the World Cup. And then it's with Anzu Fati and Jordi Alba and Pedri and Gavi, and I'm nervous about them, about how they'll perform, whether or not selfishly as a Barca fan, with this league title looking more and more possible, right? As, uh, you know, we, we scraped away some good points there after the Clasico loss, and now we're, you know, firmly ahead in La Liga. I'm nervous all around. But let's get into it because the first thing I think all of us have that, I don't know, kind of foreboding feeling in the back of our, our heads, right? Thinking about a center back for Barca, young, going to be a future captain, going with his team to the World Cup and possibly getting an injury. And of course, the parallels are there between Araujo and Umtiti. And, you know, we saw in, uh, in the, the World Cup, right, with Umtiti, we saw how much he gave it all for France, and unfortunately, because of that, you know, cost his career, right? Like, uh, Umtiti at the time, 2018, was going to be a future captain. I thought he was an incredible, incredible center back. I mean, you know, I, he was definitely close to, if not above world class. I would say he was probably a little bit above where I think Araujo is now currently today, although, of course, we know what happened. Umtiti, you know, uh, avoided surgery. He went in there with an injured knee uh, against the doctor's wishes, and he played. And he, you know, scored that goal in the semifinal to give France that finals appearance. And then he played in the final and, and won a World Cup. And he made it an exchange for his knee and the rest of his career. And I think, you know, it's kind of a personal decision which one you value more or, you know, whether or not Umtiti made the right choice for himself. Who knows? But for Barca fans, I mean, it was definitely very bad, right? Without Umtiti, we had to, you know, use the likes of Lenglet a lot. And as much as he had a good first season with Barca, I really think if Umtiti had been that stalwart in the back line, had played conservatively in the World Cup and didn't risk it and didn't hurt his knee, he could have, you know, possibly prevented a lot of things, right? You go in that time machine and you think about the loss at Roma, the loss at Anfield, the 8-2 to Bayern, the things we always talk about even though we say we won't. And those might have been avoided, right, if we had a, a world-class young center back who who had a lot of belief in himself. Uh, but that's the way the world goes. And with Ronald Araujo, it's a little bit of a different situation, which is why I'm not totally doom and gloom here thinking that Barca are screwed or that Araujo has, you know, uh, made an awful decision. The difference here is that Araujo got the surgery before the World Cup. So he, he, he's already taken care of the procedure needed. There is, of course, always the worry that he could re-aggravate his knee injury and he could get hurt again. But it's, it's a different ballgame than Umtiti, right, who was playing on an injured knee. We have Araujo here playing on a, a thigh. I think it's a quad that he's had surgery on and operated on. And, you know, Ronald Araujo, the, the big thing here is that he made the decision to possibly miss the World Cup looking at his future. 
right? When he got that surgery, it was not in any way, shape, or form uh, thought that he was going to make it to this World Cup. And so he took the conservative route, and he has rehabbed and gotten healthy earlier. And I think that is the reason why, you know, I'm not in a full-blown panic here. I hope none of you are either. Let me know in the, in the comment section what you all think, whether or not Araujo is making the right or wrong decision. But at least there is, you know, that difference we can point to, that Araujo himself got the surgery, He's, you know, been rehabbing and we know Araujo, he's a beast. He's that lion. He's that man who I hope will be a future captain of Barca and a, a stalwart in our defense for a very long time. And so, you know, I guess we just have to hold our breaths. There have been some reports that the Uruguay team might only use Araujo, not in the first few games. And so he could be reserved if they go deeper in the tournament. And I think, you know, certainly uh, Uruguay are thought of as one of those dark horse teams to make it to a, a, a round of 16, to a quarterfinals in this World Cup. And so hopefully, you know, we get the best of both worlds. Araujo can at least rest the first few games if he has to play. Hopefully, you know, everyone send your prayers up right now. We just hope he'll be safe and healthy. Uh, but it's World Cup season. And like I said, I'm here getting very excited for Messi. But, you know, for a Barca team, we have a lot of different players going. And I think when you analyze, you know, the Barca team at the World Cup, the place you always have to start, and this year especially, is with Spain. Because we have Jordi Alba, Busquets, Ferran Torres, Gavi, Fati, Eric Garcia, all in the squad, which is a huge, huge cohort from uh, our team. And I think we'll see, you know, Pedri, uh, Ferran Torres, Busquets, Gavi. I mean, basically all the players that we have going to the World Cup get some good performances. I think Luis Enrique always right has us Barca in his back of his mind as a you know legendary coach and player but I think I think he'll be playing a lot of rotation so some players like Jordi Alba I'm not sure if he's going to start every game but I do think that we'll see a Spain squad that kind of rotates and you know is possibly looking forward right because the one player I didn't mention yet is that kind of surprise although maybe not uh, inclusion of Anzu Fati and it makes me so happy to see Fati get into this squad because, you know, he's had so many bad luck. He's had so many times of having bad luck over the last two seasons with the two big injuries. And, you know, he hasn't really shown his top form. I think he had second game of the season, that Real Sociedad game where he came on late and uh, gave, an gave two assists and scored a goal. And ever since then, he really hasn't been at his full top level form I think we've seen him lose a bit of pace and he's also playing mentally like he knows he's injured um, as you know anyone would right when you come back from so many uh, intense injuries but I think Lucho really sees that the Spain team needs goals right I think whenever there's a, a talk about uh, Spain and how they performed at the Euros you know just two years ago there's always that lack of a natural striker a natural goal scorer on this Spanish team and so I think Luis Enrique says hey if we can put on Zufati get him you know the best version of himself get him a goal or two in the group stages maybe he can be that super sub who comes on you know as the tournament develops and then i think there's another element with fati which is that Luis Enrique has to be thinking, you know, as, as someone who's wanted to coach Spain and who I think could legitimately have the job for two, four, six years, right? Getting, you know, one or two more Euros and another World Cup in, if things go well, I think he knows Anzu Fati will be a player for Spain in the future, right? Assuming he uh, stays healthy and doesn't have any injuries. Ansu Fati is a tremendous player, a tremendous young talent. And so I think Luis Enrique, if he's not going to get the Fati he wants on the pitch throughout the whole tournament, at least he'll get him, you know, kind of getting used to the team, uh, becoming more familiar with possibly some of the players who aren't at Barca, and he'll, you know, enable him to be on that road to hit the next Euros and the next World Cup. But 
I'm a little bit sad because I think the big um, letdown, of, of course, of the Spanish team from a Barca fan perspective is we don't see any Balde on this roster. And as we all know, Balde has really been heating up over the last you know, half a year, right? This whole season, we've seen him grow and grow in more importance. We've seen Javi kind of learn his own lesson about how benching Balde in these big Champions League games against Inter Milan, Inter Milan, Bayern Munich, and instead starting Alonso or instead starting Jordi Alba was a mistake. And we've even seen Balde right in the last few games, especially play as a right back, not only as a left back. And so you're a little bit I, I don't know, I'm a little bit upset. I, I would love to see Balde. I think there's nothing like as a fan to see players uh, that you you know love and, and you see week in and week out get the recognition not only to be called up with their national team but also just to have the ability to, to make a huge play right and to get the headlines I mean as a fan there's nothing better than if we see you know Ferran Torres score a bunch of goals or Fati or we see Gavi put on one of those performances where after the World Cup Gavi's the golden boy you know that's what I want to see and I think Balde is so close to that level and it, not just am I sad because I'm a fan of his and I think he you know has a case to be on the team but we constantly have this talk with Balde. I, I, you know, Yus and I have talked about it all season long, which is this, you know, is Balde ready for the big games? It's kind of a chicken and an egg type thing where is, you know, if Balde isn't ready for the big games, don't we have to play him for him to get ready? You know, you do feel like the World Cup, especially one where Spain are not out and out favorites by any means. This would be a time for him to kind of get more of that big big game pressure on him so that when he comes back to Barca and we play Real Madrid or we play Real Batiste or Atletico, you know, deep in the season, uh, trying to fight for that league title, that experience could have been crucial for him, but he will be home. And then, you know, across the board, right, I think we're all going to be cheering on all of our players. I, you know, Lewandowski, a little bit less cheering on because, I, you know, he's in the same group as Messi. Uh, Poland is there with Argentina, I think Saudi Arabia and Mexico as well. And so Lewandowski's there as the talisman of the Polish team. You expect him to do big things. I was a little bit let down with his performance in the Euros, you know, uh, two years ago. So I'm hoping he'll, he'll come out big. And then for France, of course, we got Dembu's who has a little bit of a hard time slotting into this lineup, I think, to start with. He'll probably be a super sub just because, you know, kind of funny, right? Our, our man comes back into the picture. Antoine Griezmann, uh, of course, won the World Cup. And, you know, it seems like Griezmann, Benzema, and Mbappe are going to be probably the, the front three used by Deschamps in this World Cup. But as we all know, right, Usman Dembele offers something that very few, if any other players in the world offers, which is that dynamism and that ability to create something out of nothing. And so, you know, even on this Barca team, some of the times when we hope that, you know, uh, Xavi chooses Rafinha over Dembele, there's always this thought, well, like, hey, if you get a team, unlike our Barca team currently, like possibly France in this World Cup, where they want to get, you know, their wingers out on the run, Going at people, that's a perfect spot to slot Usman Dembele in uh, to go against tired legs and to be able to create some havoc. And then, you know, Koundé, I'm not too sure. I've seen some predictions of, of lineups for the French team, and it doesn't seem like Koundé is like a out-and-out -out favorite to be starting. Um, but we all see what he can do, see, you know, what he does week in and week out. He's, of course, had a little bit of a down season just because of that injury that kept him out for a few weeks. But excited to see Kunde there, right? Netherlands, we always have Frankie de Jong. We have that mythical Frankie who's better with the Netherlands than he is for Barca. So I'm excited to see how he performs. And, you know, the Netherlands is always kind of a little bit of a dark horse to, to, to come out big and, you know, to make a splash in a World Cup. Um, other than that, right, we got Depay for the Netherlands. We got Rafinha for Brazil, who are definitely one of the favorites in the World Cup. So, uh, you know, again, Rafinha, Dembele, they're a little bit shoehorned between pretty strong 
uh, wingers, you know, whether it's uh, Vinicius or it's Neymar, um, you know, it's going to be a little bit tough for Rafinha as well to get time. But I'm hopeful we'll see him for sure perform some. You know, we have Christensen for Denmark. Then we have Ter Stegen for Germany. And it's so crazy having Ter Stegen have this just wonderful season where we're all so enthralled by his performances and happy with how he's, you know, been got to be close to the best goalkeeper in the world right except he's coming up against as always for him <sighs> Neuer the man who you know stops everything and so I don't, I don't think Ter Stegen's gonna get too much time but you know if they're if they finish the group stage up 2-0 in the first two games and they you know they have a third game where they might put him in you know hopefully we'll see Ter Stegen and then like I said Araujo will be playing for Uruguay so let me know in the comments if you guys are excited about this World Cup. You know, which Barca players do you expect to go the farthest? How do you juggle in your minds, you know, whether you want to root for Argentina and Lionel Messi or whether you're going for more of our current players like uh, on Spain or France or etc. So thank you all for tuning in. We got some more World Cup coverage coming, no doubt about it, as well as a little bit of a diagnosis on where we stand with Barca, how we juggle Champions League European uh, defeats with the positive league play. So thank you all. Follow us on Twitter at Barca Breakdown. As always, have a nice week. And Sunday is the first game of the World Cup. So get excited. Thank you all.